This is Tara Wilhelmy, your Tuesday morning host of the 8 O'Clock Buzz. We love bringing you this eclectic blend of community, culture, and so much more. In return, we ask for some support through donations to the station. It's easy. Go to wartfm.org slash donate. Thanks for your support, and thanks for listening in. You're listening to WRT 89.9 Madison. Listener-sponsored community radio. The People's Station. No justice! No peace! No justice! No peace! No justice! No justice! No peace! No, I say you've been misled. You've been had. You've been took. Man, listen, this is 2023, and we swing in chairs. I am not my ancestors, B. Good morning, Madison. Okay. Dear Hustlers, mount up. It's Tuesday, January 16th, 2024. Terra and company are uh, hunting for parking in the cold and snow. I'm your engineer and reluctant co-host, John Miner. We'll be right back after a little Natty Nation. morning good morning good morning it's a cold tuesday morning whoa so welcome it's the tuesday morning eight o'clock buzz on wort 89.9 fm and it's your fearless fearless co-host and uh, me and john are in here look chilly but we made it and that traffic yo it's just inching along everywhere i was stuck lolo latour is stuck uh antoine mcneil is stuck and they're all on their way and we've got a special guest coming in today uh, and he's stuck (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but we gonna make it through, right? John had the music going, gave us a little Caribbean feel, a little reggaeton, okay? So, we're uh, all back at it today after having yesterday off for the holiday. Uh, yesterday marked MLK Day. Uh, last night, there was the annual city uh, celebration with the choir. And I know WORT was out and got some uh, live recording of that. And so, I'm sure that hopefully y'all were able to tune in last night or make it down there to be part of that celebration. Uh, we've got some stuff going on in the city uh, this week, tonight specifically. So, Last week, we talked with you uh, about, we talked a little bit about what was happening around the loss of life in our our city. We've lost uh, five young people, uh, tragically, since the beginning of the year. Uh, And tonight, there is going to be a city council meeting in Monona. 
where the Monona police are going to discuss and will start a community conversation around their pursuit policy. Um, the two are linked because we lost three lives in a high-speed pursuit through Monona uh, right on New Year's Day, and it caused... Um, a lot of outcry from the community um, in a lot of different posts on Facebook. I saw people talking about being residents of Monona and saying that Monona police often is uh, been witnessed going on high c- speed pursuit um, of individuals throughout the inside part of Monona. So not even just down the belt line, not on the main drag Monona Drive, not that that's excusable either, but right through the smaller, the, it sounds like some of those smaller roads as well. Uh, that ultimately led to the loss of three lives just recently. And so tonight um, we're going to have, first of all, Alan's going to come in and he's going to share with us uh, a little bit about what he's going to be doing uh, at that council meeting tonight. Some of the folks that he's been talking to. And let me tell y'all, Alan Robinson is a friend to the show, a real live ninja in the world. <laughs> Shout out to Alan. Uh, He's one of my favorite guests because not just because he comes with a lot of intellect and information, but he also knows the code and brings us treats. (laughs) And so Alan assures me he's got some good stuff for us, along with some great information for the community. Um, We're going to be out there. Wart will be there interviewing and getting some footage, uh, getting some recording of this uh, council meeting tonight, too. It's at seven o'clock. At the Monona Library, it's the Monona City Council, and I'm just pausing for a second so I can get the address uh, to let you know if you're interested in being part of that conversation. It's 1000 Nichols Road in Monona. There we go. John Miner with the save. Yeah, so that's what's happening today. We're going to talk a little bit more about that, some of the politics and the policies that need to change around this. Um, And then, of course, we're inviting you all to give us a call at 608-256-2001. Join us at wartfm.org. And, of course, tune on in at 89.9 to listen to the conversation, to join the conversation. What we're looking for today is to hear a little bit more around the policy, the policy for when and how to pursue. Um, Lolo and I yesterday talked about... um, diving into the idea of why why are folks running from the police um, going on high-speed pursuits and we decided that might be a little too deep for this short of amount of time but we can always get back to that on Facebook because there's so many reasons Um, just know that it's from the posts um, that I saw on Facebook talking about this right after it happened understand that this isn't just young people that are going uh, that are avoiding Monona Drive that are avoiding Monona area Uh, adults also uh, folks who identify as black don't feel comfortable in that area and let's talk about that let's talk about that as well Um, and yeah that sounds like a blanketing sweeping Uh, And I would say I'm confident knowing that I'm a person that also avoids (laughs) driving in Monona. uh, And I used to live in Monona, right? And so I think that there's some validity there and that's valid, something for us to talk about. What up, Antoine McNeil? Welcome to the space. Good morning. Good morning. morning. Everybody avoids Monona Drive if you can. Mm. I I think even some white people. um, Mm. Because we try to look at it like what's racially profiling. Yeah. And sometimes we like our skin. But, you know, sometimes... You, if you're there and they pull, they have a tendency to pull people over. It just tendency to pull people over is like, why? I don't know. 
why they do it, but I, if I'm in Monona or even Fitchburg, certain places. Yeah, that's another one I would say that I historically have avoided as well. Every time I see Fitchburg, I see Monona, my mind, I instantly like, oh no, how can I go around this street or how can I go around this area? So Monona, I avoid because there's been all of these incidents um, that I, I deem suspicious of loss that involve police and no action behind it. Um, the community was ready to take action at one point um, when we lost that first young man that they said drowned running from them in the river. Um, and the family asked for the community not to. And so that quieted down. The next loss um, was a young man that they said took his life when they pulled him over. Um, and people did go out. They shut down parts of Monona. I think I want to say even the Beltline and pretty damn. Oh, we're back. <laughs> Okay. If if we chopped out, sorry, you know, the cold weather is affecting everything, I'm going to say. Right. And uh, and then for Fitchburg, I feel like the reason that I started avoiding Fitchburg is because not that there was any documented um, situations like this with suspicious loss of life, but just across the board, they were hard to deal with. Right. Like it felt right. like there was antagonistic, uh, almost police brutality esque behaviors and I'll be honest I feel like that has been quite a while and it's just one of those areas that now you just think about and be you're cautious <laughs> whereas right now um known as the hot yes yeah, right, the right. hot spot and it was it didn't surprise me and yet it's always amazing and enlightening when I see like I shared I don't go as an adult who is law abiding I, I avoid right. this area yeah. and and the amount of folks on that same post um it was Alan Alan Robinson was mm -hmm. coming in on his post that shared the same thing like yep I don't go over there either right, right? and so that's how we know like if we didn't know because of the five lost, right. right? Then we would know for sure uh, also by, if you just go up and ask, if nine out of 10 people yeah. feel a certain way, where there's smoke, there's fire, right, brother? Yeah, that makes sense. Hey, it makes sense. They say everybody's not gonna be saying the same thing about you if, if something, there hasn't a level of basis of truth right. somewhere for it. So, yeah, Monona driving in that area you said again, even as an adult, even as somebody's a law body, you don't have anything on you. You know, it could be something as simple as speeding. If you're not speeding, then that's fine. You know, obviously you would think, right? I mean, but, no, those young people got pulled over initially for having a suspicious vehicle. I've got tents. You've got yeah. tents. Are we suspicious? Yeah, I, apparently. Like, but that's what does the that make I, suspicious? How yeah. do we define that? That's why I say if, if you're not speeding, quote unquote, right? Like, yeah. it could be anything. You turned your headlights off on late, like, you're, you're driving erratically. Those those words, you can't stop. What is a suspicious vehicle? Yeah. How do you qualify that? Mm, I That's why I go back with the color of skin yeah, and the people the in the car. A and ageism. Mm -hmm. I would say that ageism plays into this, too, that there's right. a certain demographic that even uh, us have a tendency to look at a certain way, right? Uh as adults. It's the older folks for me. As soon as I see a group of geriatric people in a car, I instantly lose it. I'm like, oh no, they're up to no good. <laughs> you see anybody 70, 80 in the car, three of them, what are they doing? Who's their driver? Hmm. What's going I'm literally just joking, y'all. <laughs> they go call in. Like, what did he say? My mom gonna call in this I'm morning. What's he talking about? Because that's that age where you start fighting for your right to drive. So yeah. they're they not playing with us. That's that age where family starts suggesting that you get rides everywhere. 
And it's it's a little real. I, I drove behind my mama, followed her somewhere before, and was like, "Hmm, who's driving her home?" <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like you know, dated. that was a stop, ma. Your mom's suspicious. Yes, but she yeah. is suspicious, but not for the same reasons. But I, I do think. Shout that out, Chris. Sorry. That's no. That's just. It's sad that if you feel like you know, if you go in a certain area, something something might happen to you, mm. and not only just being pulled over, ticketed, citation, going to jail, but also no. loss of life, loss of life, yeah. physical injury. Yeah. Um. And and also, I'll say that I've had uh, I want to say honor. I'm gonna but I'm gonna hold the word honor. I've had the ability to be on a, a committee that's here in Madison. It's the Local Law Enforcement and Leaders of Color Council. Mm. Okay, that's a mouthful. It is. And so this is a, a council that's put together, and we meet at the United Way. And it's a joint kind of effort between NAACP, the United Way, and it brings all, it, well, it invites, it invites all of the law enforcement leaders. So chiefs, high-ranking captains, folks like that to the table from Dane County to have conversations around these things. And so we've got our first quarter meeting coming up, and I'm sure that this will be part of the conversation. And I say that to say, I've had sit downs with our chief in Monona. Now, granted that he's relatively new. And when I say relatively new, I want to say he took the post last year. Okay. Man of color, black man. Okay. And you know, there's the saying that all skin folks ain't kin folks. Yes, there is. Brother man, I've never doubted his genuine, like his authenticity or the genuine, like obviously the thing that shows up often when you're having conversations with officers, especially black officers, is this concept of blue, right? Mm -hmm. Right. The police nature versus and obligations versus the cultural nature and obligations. Right. Um, I can't wait tonight to see what he has to say, because like I said, I I respect this man as a black man in our community. Mm -hmm. Um, I I almost felt like it was hard telling him congratulations when he took the post only because I understood he was it was already an uphill battle. He walked into a burning building. Yeah. Well, he's he's young in the in the in the realm of adults. He's a young adult. Right. He's going into um, a police department that I'm going to imagine has several um, senior officers. Mm -hmm. And so coming in to change a culture. Like there's just so many places that you're bumping heads, mm-hmm. right? Um, I have a little bit of understanding about police culture. My father's retired officer. All of my life he was a police officer and that allowed me insight from one, knowing officers as people, right? right, right. So before I had a concept of law enforcement was ever somebody who got pulled over or had any engagement with any police officer in a legal way. I went to softball every other week. Right. We had holiday parties. We had barbecues at other officers' houses. And so I knew people as people. I brought that into being a teenager getting pulled over and now add teenagers. We got a lot to say. <laughs> I was legal. I had legal license, all right. of that. So I was a good S talking. Uh, nobody wanted to pull too. me over, right? Because I, I was empowered with the fact that, one, I saw them as people who were at a job. Right. And so I didn't uphold this high level of authority. No, you're a person with a paycheck. Mm -hmm. Now, you have a very responsible job, but do I owe you more respect than I owe the fireman? Mm -hmm. No, sir. But the fireman ain't about to come and pull me over and jack me up, pull me out of my car. Like, "Mm." we used to get pulled over. Because you're right. Civil servants. 
And then I also recognized that the pay wasn't high and it's a stressful job. Like there was all these things I understood about it. I carried that into that committee meeting and um, you get to see who's there to talk about it and who's there to say, this is the policy. There's nothing we can do. Right. We have to take it up with the police union and all of these. Um, what I view as cop out answers. Uh, the chief in Monona, before he was a chief in Monona, was a high-ranking captain in our Madison Police Department. I never saw him show up with that response. Okay. Okay? I always saw him willing to sit at the table and have the conversation. And often he also was alongside those of us who identified as black or other, I'm going to put quotations around the word minority, people of color. Right. None of those sits well with me, but we're going to have that conversation right. another day. Um and speak up to those issues because he was someone who recognized and as many officers, when you talk to them on a personal level, when they take off that uniform and they walk away from the job, they become a regular black person in the community and right. they often face the same things that we do. Right. That's that's that to me also signals back to that blue lives matter mm -hmm. thing. Right. Like mm -hmm. that's that's your job. That's the occupation. You can take that off. You can't take the skin color off. Mm -hmm. Right. And then also, you know, like you're saying, people who are willing to, to talk to talk and, and some people who will. We have to do policy change. We have mm -hmm. to get more of our people into politics, local, yes. state, countywide, because there, it's going to be hard to change something within, a, let's call it police station. But these are systemic things. These yes. are things that's going around in different. Yeah. Yeah. So at, at some point, you know, even if you get a different face of. Who, who the leader is, how, how are we going to change that? How are we, well, and, you know? And how much power does that leader have? That's the question I often ask. When we put right. people um, people of color, ugh, we got to come up with a better word. I don't like people of color. I'm I don't either. Lie. But I also don't want to make it singular to black and white. Right, right. And so it's a hard, It's we, we're going to come up with language here on WART. I just say our people. I our just people. say our people. I just say uh, our people. I can't say that either because like I we said, all skin folks ain't kin folks. I they agree, but, they, but that go back to our people though. Our mm. people are the ones who are willing to fight the fight. It doesn't matter yes. what your race color is. You could be but Caucasian, but willing to fight the fight. True enough. People. And what I was getting to is this idea that we will, um, similar to our school system, right? We just had a black superintendent that I think the city thought was going to come in and make this awesome connection to the black community and it never happened. They thought this person was supposed to be what Obama was supposed to be, right? Well, and I mean, th that you bring up what I'm talking when about. When I say supposed people, to be, people, right? Was Obama a great black president? I'm just saying, mm. they, they was like, oh, mm. well, we got a black president now. So and then what happened? Regular America happened? Point, that's my point, though, right? Yeah. Is that we'll put individual black people in power, give them a title that doesn't mm. hold power because there's so much more systemic right. issues that's, that's that exactly they have to point. battle and fight. And then that's only if that's a black person that wants to stand to fight that fight because I say this to people all the time when I have things to say about Obama. My first thing is, of all the presidents, all the seated presidents, why did that man take the longest to go talk to the Black Caucus? Well, uh, there is there is particular reasons why Here he was go. not able to speak yeah. uh -huh. directly to uh, the caucus. <laughs> uh, there was some things to mitigate circumstances and, and, and factors that ultimately allowed that to be uh, postponed for the greater good of the 
African American, uh, Caribbean, and as, long, and as long as he brought black <laughs> he actors talking. to the White House, he just kept talking. <laughs> and he showed us that he played basketball and he knew some rap. Right. We were like, "It's cool, Obama." Yeah. But the reality is, in my vision, right, how I took it, right, he was afraid to appear like he was being specific to the black community, right, right. that he was serving and supporting, which is crazy because there's no other president who's gotten in and been afraid to 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 do things for his special interests. Well. Because the Bushes, they going to make things move around that oil money, we, ain't they? We look at stuff like politics, right? If we, we're talking politics, and that's what we're talking about, what the face of something looks yeah. like. It's not likely that because someone is black, African-American, or whatever, stuff like that, just because they are look like us, that systemic change is going to happen. Yep. You have people who are very deep into politics, and you have what you call the left side or the right, and you look like what they call log rolling. Are we willing to give a little bit on this issue to get more on this issue? And a lot of stuff that, if I'm correct, that Obama did present in his uh, administration, present it was blocked. It was blocked right away, so you Absolutely. still had to go around it. So politics is a dirty game, and I do think that like you said, again, sometime if we get someone of skin folks in there, we think as our kin folks, not to say Obama was or wasn't, but I just mean like we think these drastic changes are going to happen. That's why you're talking like the Monona police. Yep. It's like, yeah, you might have somebody that look like us, mm -hmm. but are they really for the cause? Well, and even if he is, it's almost like it's harder for you to roll that ball up the hill if you are. That's how right. I look at it, because now not only are you fighting the system, but you're also seen as as an individual. And, and these are a lot of uh, assumptions, right? I haven't had a chance to talk to this man about his experience right. i'm just saying my first um I, i'd go up your my f people's first impression and my intuition on people gets you a long way with tara okay and so i i don't feel like when when, when i found out he got the role last year i wasn't like right i was like dang brother it's gonna be hard for you right right and so that i'm hoping that when he shows up tonight in this conversation and what we hear from him reflects who i believe him right. to be right um and and you know it's hard a year a year of fighting that same fight wear a person down so we'll see what happens and what other folks have to say but another thing that came out of being part of that um that committee the local leader lo local law enforcement Leaders and leaders of color. I don't. Know. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know. Like, if I tell you some of the acronyms and names of the council, the other day I went to go. I'm on the phone with uh, Keitra from United Way. Yeah, yeah. shout out, Keitra. shout out, Keitra. And I'm she's asking me if I'm going to have the capacity to come back to these meetings at some point, right? Yeah. And I'm like, let me just quick look in my Schedule, uh, my right. email for the last email, ooh, ooh. and I put in coalition. Thinking right. it's like two or three yeah. I'm part of, and I and I was like that didn't help you, at all. You went down a rabbit hole. Everybody, everybody's, <laughs> everybody's like, all right, let's see. So I say that to just to say, okay, lo local law leaders of local law enforcement and leaders. Anyway, it doesn't matter the name of the council. <laughs> people doing point. stuff with black people and or other people of color and the law for law enforcement folks, right? But one thing that did come out of that is. Um, one of the first conversations I was part of is the idea that we needed to, to give new officers different training, which seems simple enough, right? Mm. All officers do. But the, well, that as well, but the politics of getting just simple things changed was even just listening to them talk about it felt overwhelming. Um, and then the idea of like getting officers fired also right. seems like you it's, know it's, it's a, a job game. you're not performing you've done this thing let's get rid of you mm -hmm. and there's all it's the same thing trying to remove teachers when there's a union um 
it can be really strong support to individuals right. who are part of it, and it can be a huge barrier right. to those outside of it trying to make change. Yeah, there's there's union culture, right? And then there's hey, things no. that appear to be, uh, you, you know, just give just give the idea of what a gang looks like. You don't mm. want to go against your gang member because yep. you're snitching on them. Yep. You don't want to yep. talk bad about your your coworker. You're snitching on them, and then for you know the, the boys in blue, for some people, that's the largest gang in America Absolutely. in the nation, right? Absolutely. And and how America bullies, how uh, Western society is on. Cog- is, is karma looks like white against black because you have the majority of people in the United States are Caucasian. You have a minority of people, and we we are the people who suffer from abuse. So mm-hmm. at some point in time, it's like uh, you're upholding the, the status quo. So can they can they just go change uh, laws or policies just because they have a different skew or just use like, hey, let's train new people? You got to train old, new, and you have to. That's what I'm talking about, like gang culture. You can't say, hey guys, you've been doing things this way for. You know, 100, 300 years, we think we should change and we're going to change all of us. You that know, it's a hard sale. Um, so not to get down a further political rabbit hole, but when um, Trump's first election, right? So first campaign season for Trump, there was a lot of talk about um, the folks that he was appealing to. OK, who Trump was appealing to. Yes. Yeah. And how that was becoming this. um Far right, if if that's what we call it, mm-hmm. militant, anti-American, but they call themselves patriots. Okay, okay. Am I saying I'm, I'm yeah, stumbling I think over words right. a little? But I I'm, feel like I that was kind of the description. Mm-hmm. Okay. You are saying it with a question, so it's not like you saying this. Yeah, is I'm exactly, not saying like don't like, quote I me. Think but this the, po- is? the point being is that at that time it was becoming very clear, and then we had the the insurgent the, the when everybody went and the rushed January the, okay, 16th. Yeah. Okay. and and so what what came out of that is the idea that people um, who are in white supremacy movements mm-hmm. had identified local and small police departments mm. as a as a, a place mm. to go right mm. to be empowered to continue those ideals okay. right that that was a place that they could then be able to act out on those ideas you mm. know that was a lot of like vague talk to say white supremacists <laughs> target the police as a way to get in here out to the world mm. and be able to legally do the things that they wanted to do right that wouldn't be the first time that that's the case. Law enforcement has, Truth. from the history of law enforcement, yeah. has been spattered. Where did where the policing start from? <laughs> okay. Y'all take over. Y'all see how yeah, making these I'm saying where the policing start from. The, the <laughs> like, idea to capture. Uh, and I mean, welcome, well. Hey, y'all. Good hey, morning. y'all. Good morning, everybody. Um, I think it's a well-known fact that policing in America mm-hmm. is a disservice to citizens in general. We can start there. Some of the first um, uh, police unions were organized to stop labor strikes. Mm -hmm. Um, And these weren't strikes that just black folks were having. These were black folks and white folks fighting together, about 30 black people and 20 white people fighting against the police Mm -hmm. for labor strikes. Um, Some of the first reports on police that you hear are of excessive force used against citizens. Um, beating people over the head till their mm. heads split open. Um, mm. This was before they were having firearms. To even so, catching slaves. 
catching slaves yes we can go back to that too right um the idea the structure of the policing system is actually based around uh, the current policing system is based around the structure of slavery um we had the overseers or officers and they would uh, patrol the the plantations and they would catch runaway slaves mm. so from the beginning so, so wait, now and i, I want to just add to this because it goes back to what i just said about trump's new base mm-hmm. so it used to be economic right yeah. poor white folks were indentured when they came here as immigrants and they they were treated a certain way right mm-hmm. in order to provide to to create a, a a wedge between those folks enslaved black people right tier system okay we had to create a, a, a that Working middle class, right? And so alongside this idea of officers and law enforcement being used from the very beginning in this manner that we're talking about, right, as a tool of white supremacy and oppression. Mm -hmm. Also, it was that that division that allowed uh, low income, poor whites to feel empowered Mm -hmm. by race Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. over others. Right. Yep. And what does that sound like? That sounds like. It's awful. Your boy's whole campaign. Like me and you were talking the other day. Like I was like, I don't even know if he believed that stuff he was saying. I believe that he was just smart enough to find an untapped voting base. And what's crazy is if you if you took out every minority uh, population from the prison systems, we're still overcrowded. Mm. There are more white people in Mm. prison right now than any one of us, which I mean, per capita, not necessarily. But if we took out every minority base in the prison systems across the United States, states were still overpopulated in our prison systems a lot of people don't know that and it, it doesn't match up with the numbers because while only 20 percent of black folks or, or people of color believe in the police system 70 percent of white people still believe that the serve that the justice system does them the service that is due mm. so it's it's, it's such a, a conundrum mm. and you know what i mean that's a word for you if, if rossay was with us he would have definitely just tapped on conundrum, a conundrum. <laughs> welcome sir <laughs> hello well, before uh, look the man gets here and he's ready to go i love it now he's first clean. can we just yes. that's that's a given Always so let's just clean. first introduce and welcome well, well thank you Thank you. We have Alan Robinson here, yes. owner of Herbal Asset Aspects. Yes. Hey. Okay. And today, I, I, let me tell you, brother, that for the last year or two, when mm. I think of civic engagement, your name is coming top to the list. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you. Well, you know, we well, do no, the I work. appreciate you. We do the work. Absolutely. On the ground. Before we used to put, your, you, put you in it. We're going, right. this, we, we, you, we here with you, brother. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now look here, though. We do the work. No, walking. it's a we, but I just mean the, the, the you. These are people yes. that, it's people like you who who engage the community, who engage the thought process, who do the work and things we're talking about, you know, police brutality and or other things and also marijuana reform. You've been on the forefront. Yeah, man. So a good friend of mine, uh, Melissa Agard, she, you know, she told me and she reminds me, she, you got to have mentors in all capacities of your life, right? Yeah. And it's good. It's important to have mentors that don't look exactly like you, Absolutely. just like it does to have mentors that look yep. exactly like you. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, that way you're going to get a round, rounded view of, a, of, of, of or just a more rounded perspective. Yeah. That said, uh, you know, I used to be in awe of like. Uh, Representative Agard, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. But, you know, it was, we would talk and the conversation just, she, you know, she's a person. Yep. We're people, right? Yeah. Right. We're all people first. And we all have these huge problems. 
right, that we all kind of cumulatively suffer from. And so it's important that each of us digs in and does the work for all of us, right? Um, I'm Quickly, I'm reminded of a real short story. Uh, So there's this guy walking down the street he sees this lady uh she's at the back of a van she's trying to she's struggling with some stuff whatever uh and she's like i'm trying to you know uh trying to get to the he just sees her struggling with the stuff trying to get the stuff out quickly right so uh he says what's going on she says justice is up in the front of the truck right so he stops where he's going and he starts pulling out starts pulling things out of the truck Right. And a few more people start walking by and they see both these people frantically trying to get these things out of this truck to get what's going on. Justice is in the front of the truck. So here's the thing. Right. If if your justice is tied up in the front of the truck or if your justice or if your justice justice is tied up in the front of the truck and it's all of our responsibility to try to get that back. Right. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about doing the work. Right. Right. When I when I say that. Yeah. We're doing the work. Right. I mean, we, yeah. me, mm-hmm. and everybody with me. You understand right, what I'm right, talking right. about? Yeah. So, like, yeah. it, it ain't never a Alan is doing the work. It's mm-hmm. always, yep, this yeah. is what we are doing, yeah. and we mean mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I appreciate marks that. Marks of a great leader. Right. I'll <laughs> say I appreciate that. It marks you as, like Lo said, great leader and... You're the brother who comes in here and talks to us and keeps us educated and gets on these airwaves and has these conversations. And so I appreciate that. And I will always let you put the big you out. But I, no. along with Antoine McNeil, are going to give you your props as an individual mm. because you're somebody we need. You're somebody I trust. That's mm. that's not always the case. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I, when I hear things coming from you, I feel like I can bank on it as good information and that I trust you've done the due diligence to know because I've never asked you a question that I couldn't ask multiple follow up questions and get answers or I need to go find that out. Mm-hmm. Right. It's yeah. the due diligence. I don't so. like po- talking points. I don't like political uh, answers. I like to keep it like give people direct okay. information mm-hmm. to that point. Uh, the conversation that you all are having this morning is specifically about uh, revolving around the fact that people aren't safe to transit through Monona. Yes. Right? Now, I got to tell you, this is where I intersect from my business and being an advocate and being like, you know, a black man. All right? Because uh, I've said it many a time. I don't feel safe driving down Monona Drive. Right? Mm -hmm. I just know it. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, uh, when I had the opportunity to put a business on Monona Drive, mm-hmm. I actually wasn't even thinking about that. I, 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 I had a pretty successful year. Right. <clears throat> we had, we did we were ten thousand dollars away yeah. from doing a million in, in annual revenue. Shout out, where's our clap machine? Shout out, click I'm, I'm dropping for you. Almost yes. an M by selling legal marijuana in the state of Wisconsin. I'm just telling you what I know, right? So, brother, like, I'm, brother, I'm you American dream. I was feeling myself, so I said. And, you know, and I want to pause a moment because that's revenue, and I want to think about that. You have now what three or four locations? We got three. three. Okay. We got three. All right. Mm-hmm. So that that costs. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you oh, said, okay. but even with that money, I'm just saying, you, like, you still, I like you to still do the balance, wanna, right? But even like, with that money, you still in. didn't want to with, with Monona. Man, so this is mm. what happened, right? Because like it, you're right, right about now we're ticking. We got we're consistently doing about six figures a month, right? 
consistently now. Yeah. And uh, uh, payroll is is no lie. 30, <laughs> 30 bands a month. Mm. Right? Ooh, we talked to him. So you know what I'm saying? You, mm. People can ask me about, hey, you owe me five dollars. Gee, I, I just paid. 30 <laughs> 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 no, you Man, it's Ooh. wild out here. So uh, so I'm looking at Monona like, oh wow, Monona Drive. Uh, it's it should be good for business. It's gonna be incredible because everybody mm-hmm. smokes weed, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody smokes weed, and so uh, I'm looking at this like that's gonna be a sixty to eighty thousand dollar a month mm-hmm. location, mm-hmm. and I just know it. I'm planning on how to how we're gonna set up the whole the whole you dig, and my older business partner, he says to me, man, haven't you told me? That yeah. you don't feel safe driving down Manona yeah. Drive, hmm. and I thought, y- y- yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and so then we paused, right? Mm-hmm. Because that ref- that if my people, if people that look like mm-hmm. me, Our can't come shop, right? Yeah. If people uh, uh, that don't look like me can come shop, mm-hmm. and. <laughs> And either won't because of the way that I look, mm-hmm. or or uh, will disparage cannabis uh, because of my other more polarizing uh, uh, viewpoints on on the way that we have ruined our society. Mm-hmm. Uh, if 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 in fact that those are going to be a problem, then then well, if my if I'm not going to be welcome, if my people ain't going to be welcome, if if then how is my money, how is my business going to be welcome, right? Mm-hmm. So we paused. The next thing you know, there was, a, what do they call it, a reckless driving stop. Mm-hmm. And then um, three people dead, mm-hmm. one young girl, 19, mm-hmm. 18, 19 years mm-hmm. old. Yeah. Um, so it is this it, the most recent? Yeah, he's talking about the most recent. Not just yeah. say because there's been so many things that's happened over there. I want to mm. make sure we timestamp him. Yeah, man, black people dis- get disappeared yeah, in Manoa, right? Yeah, yeah. right? Right. So, and we know this, mm-hmm. and we've known this for a long time. So, um, you know, it, it says a lot that I've got to leave a potential eighty thousand dollars on the table, mm-hmm. and I've got to tell you, right? That doesn't just speak volumes to me. Mm-hmm. Right, it does to the authorities in Monona, right. and you know, as a result of that, I've reached out, and I will be meeting with, um, you know, some of those authorities. I don't want to like disclose the yeah, right, right, right. yeah, no, no, because like you know, um, when people we talk about bread, table, right? We talk about right, bread, but right. you got to understand if I'm talking about my bread, I'm also talking about these black lives because the fact right. that I can't put my business there, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Why why can't we transit through your streets safely? Right. What mm-hmm. is it about cannabis specifically? What do we know? Mm-hmm. What do we know? Because I know, I know what they did back in the at their little council meeting mm-hmm. when they decided that they were just gonna stop using, uh, try to stop uh, allowing their police department to exclusively use cannabis as a tool to over police and harass mm-hmm. black people. Because well, right, I want to say that was it, was it right? Wasn't Monona the first in the area to be criminalized to do that? So to speak, kind of, not right. really, and on mm-hmm. the, not really, right? Okay. Because what they did was they decided to defund. Uh, their police department from right. using cannabis as a uh, as a tool to as a reason tool. a primary right. reason okay mm-hmm. yeah. so I, this happens one because of the weather and two it just seems to happen every time Alan's with us is we get so close to the end of the time and it's never enough to talk about we gonna have to figure that one out brother but I'll come back after the meeting okay after the meetings 
and let y'all I'm know. I'm telling you, what yeah, happened. and tell us yeah. the rundown of it. But can you just set the stage a little bit because I know we want to show up tonight, and I've talked about it's going to be seven o'clock tonight, uh, one thousand Nichols Road. Is that what John said? At the it, it's at the Monona Public Library. But there's a Monona Council meeting tonight. Mm. What uh, what's really on the table, and what are you thinking uh, about? What, what can you do, what can you tell the, the people and us about how to be prepared or what to expect from tonight? Yeah. Uh, and as far as what to expect from tonight, I think that you know, and it pains me to say this, right? Mm. But know where you're going and understand that you have to go there with an open mind, right? Mm. You're not going to hear. Um, you're probably not going to hear the things that you want to hear, yeah. right? Uh, you're you're likely going to hear either excuses mm-hmm. or, um, or or validations to to police mm-hmm. officers, mm-hmm. right? So uh, the work that we that I think we need to do and the way that you should come prepared is not necessarily looking to ask questions about what happened, but yeah. looking to make plans for how to make sure it doesn't happen again. Yes. Right. That's because you're probably not going to get the answers that you want. Right. Plan, yes. plan right. for change. I mean, right. I mean, well, and it goes back to what we said about the systemic weight of it. Yeah. Right. That even if everybody in that room could get on the same accord and decide in that moment they wanted to change it, it wouldn't change. Do they want it to change? Mm. That's that's that other part, brother. And right? I'm, like, I'm, I'm coming from this idealic space of we're all in harmony. But and don't do we that. Said, but look, I'm just saying, I'm pointing out to people along the lines of what you said, is that don't come with the expectation that, okay, one, I've been in these city councils, mm-hmm. the, these these community, public kind of, and it's of, it's of course that, right? It's, right. it's, it's this idea of... Yeah, not a lot of answers, not a lot of movement right. forward, a lot of excuses and, and information about the system. And that's my point. My point is that even if in this beautiful oh, moment, mm-hmm. everybody at the table was like, you're right, this is wrong, we have to change it, that there would be so many more steps behind that. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. I'm just I'm, I'm just throwing out that even if there wasn't the, the dissent that we know will be there. Now, I also want to say, for me, that I would be interested in figuring out how do we have a, a conversation about this topic that's not in the heart of Monona. We just said people don't feel comfortable driving in Monona. And in order to voice our opinions at this council meeting, we going to have to go into the heart of Monona. Mm. So I would just like to throw out uh, a level of interest to com- to bringing the community together to convene about this conversation in a space that is not um, a traumatic drive. You got to understand, man, the police were uh, were initially founded in this country to monitor the mm-hmm. movements of black mm-hmm. people. That is what they're doing in mm-hmm. Monona. They're mm-hmm. just monitoring the movements of black people. They're doing what they uh, see is Right. So like when you go in, don't expect like systemic change because it's not like change is necessary right. if it's working the way that they want it right. to. Mm. Right. Like remember. Again, we need a boom, boom, boom. That was the bomb drop. <laughs> we we got to get sound effects going on this no, show because that was saying, the bomb. Man, Every it, time you come, brother, we get a clip. You uh, know that? Yeah. We you got do. a great radio you're, voice. You're, par- you're part of our, our, you heard that we did, we put the chair part 
It's part of our intro now. Oh, say word. I yeah, we're like, you 2023, know we're picking because up. I thought that was him. Like, we <laughs> ain't my ancestors. I feel like, like okay, that's right? how I am. I feel like we just got another one. Okay. I have a question. Let's say Monona was to do some of the things that Madison is looking to do, right? Um, for example, we have a, we're facing an issue with homelessness. So they set up the committee around this. Um, what if Monona was willing to set up a committee specifically inviting black and brown folks to the table would that be something that you would be interested in participating in include including your valuable opinions and uh, uh what you would see as effective change yeah my time has to be effective though um mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. i have a lot on my plate mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. if they are going or, or if if in like madison they would want to put some some toothless committee together i was a part of one of those once <laughs> yeah, yeah i remember yeah, right? yeah, I, I remember, remember. Yeah. and 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 i personally won't ever do that again yeah. right mm-hmm. like you're either going to give me authority to hold somebody accountable to make some decisions and to cut some changes or you're gonna get up out my face until we have actual mm-hmm. power right, right. Mm-hmm. because i have ballot we have we have folks to get registered to vote we have folks to educate on issues i got cannabis to sell i got like you know what i'm saying it's for for real right we we have lives and there are lives that that need saving yeah it's interesting i live in stoughton um and i was in stoughton when the george floyd protests happened back in 2020 Mm. and if you know anything about stoughton it's inherently not black um, so, right, my, my kid was one of four black students at the high school. But with the um, the protest, what it did was there were a lot of folks that said this ain't right. And what I have actually seen over the last four years in Stoughton is inclusionary efforts, um, retraining of their police forces. They even have this teachers taking time to go and retrain their staff specifically for uh, ethic I mean moral purposes you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. and so I've noticed smaller towns with a lot of money mm-hmm. I have the capabilities to move a little faster to do a little more and to be more um to look I guess maybe even look at us as, as novelties please please come here wow you're black you're brown like please I mean with us. I agree and I'm gonna just get like I, I'll say this though and real quickly I will say that as long as those um, performative efforts and uh-huh. uh, that performative sort of environment invites actual on the ground change then I'm all for it because the fact of the matter is our allies no matter at what stage they are at they need room to grow they need grace yes. to do that yes. right so i don't necessarily meet somebody that's half racist and be like okay. right i i i, I don't the I, man said he i'm half racist people half racist. I right because you know what i'm saying they don't know he's close yeah, it's a, they don't know they grow. that show is nice it hair kind of thing. Look, i feel like that describes greg like, a mix <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to treat them bad because I know that they don't know, right? right? Like, right. and I wouldn't yell at a baby for not being oh, able to run as it crawls. I, when he said, right, I just, I just say, when, he, when he said that, I was already thinking the childhood. Okay. It's that time, y'all. It is that time. I'm getting the look from John. We never have enough time when we have this gentleman here um, with us. We could have had the whole hour. We have to start doing two sessions at one time. This this is yeah. wild, wasn't it? I got to do a double track. Yeah, there's certain, there's certain things. Thank y'all for showing up. Yeah. Tuning in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tuesday, 8 o'clock buzz. W-O-R-T-F-M. 
Till the next week. Till the next time. Try to stay warm today, y'all. It's like negative make, eight with like wind chill. Make sure you call in Ooh. next time or on these Tuesdays to make sure you you give us some of your input. These yeah, are well, topics about we, the community. We didn't leave no space. Yeah, today. we didn't leave no space, but I was supposed mm-hmm. to encourage them still yeah, to, to call in if we give you a chance to talk. Right. Yes. <laughs> no, but yeah, that community voice does make a difference though because there's a lot of different perspectives. All right. Well, thank you, and thank you for showing up, being here, braving the weather and the traffic to be with us, and we will invite you back so we can hear more about it. Let's do it. He gets into the depths of it. All right. WRT 89.9 Madison. Listener sponsored community radio. We are power to the people.